Welcome back to the Self-Conscious Podcast. Joining me on this episode is my good friend, Bridget Arve. She is 23 years old, college student, currently enrolled in a business program, a woman after my own heart, a one of many talents. Um, we actually met a couple years ago while working for Wolf Fargo, and we have gotten close over the years. So B, before we get started, I'm just going to ask you a few questions or just a question so the listeners can get to know you a little bit better. What is your favorite food or comfort food? Mm, good question. My favorite comfort food would have to be Italian food, specifically mm. sausage and peppers. Mm-mm-mm. That shit is so good. So bomb. That sounds really good. It'll make me feel amazing any time of the day. I'm, I'm telling you, breakfast, lunch, dinner, that shit is just... Mm. Sausage? Sausage in general is good for breakfast? <laughs> dinner? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when is it not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started with this week's episode. Today we're talking about sexuality. It is a taboo topic that is starting to become normalized in daily conversations, social media, TV shows, etc. Sexuality historically has been a timid topic to discuss and even more so in POC environments. I myself have felt self-conscious discussing the topic while growing up and am now actually feeling comfortable talking about my own sexuality as a female in her 20s. Bridget and I will be discussing what sexuality means to us, how we express our sexuality, and why society and POC environments are still struggling to be open about discussing the topic of sexuality. Let's start with like the most basic question, which is what does sexuality mean to us? For me personally, I think that sexuality is just a fluid topic. You're allowed to feel whatever it is you're feeling, be attracted to whoever it is you're attracted to. Like, for example, even though I identify as a female and I identify as a straight woman, that's not to say that I do not find the same sex attractive or wouldn't be with the woman in a sexual manner. I think that sex itself is such is also such a human thing and such a human emotion that it doesn't, I don't know, I think it'd be a little, I think it's a little selfish to assume that it sex was only meant to be between a man and a woman. When I think sex was meant to be with whoever it is you find attractive, whoever it is you want to have sex with and not have any judgment pertaining to who it is you're attracted to and how you view your own sexuality. What about you? So when I think of very complex questions like that, I like to bring it very, very basic, like to the point. Sexuality for me is just being human. Everybody likes to complicate shit nowadays, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it be gender sexuality or physical sexuality, um, They just like to really like, they really like to jazz it up, I guess, basically. And it really shouldn't even be that hard. And the reason it's so complex is because people are just really afraid of it. And it's kind of sad, honestly. Well, I think you bring up a good point about it. Like I said, it's a taboo topic. People are very timid to discuss sexuality. Like for me growing up, I grew in a very conservative household. I grew up Catholic. So for me, my sexuality was very much repressed. I didn't actually get to really, really explore who I am as a woman or the matters of sex itself. As a girl in a conservative household, and I also have strict Mexican parents growing up, for most Mexican families, I think that there is a lot of machismo 
means that like the woman is there to serve the man like it's you know that's basically the way we grew up like I remember like my brother and my dad would be at the dinner table and me and my sisters would have to like serve them their plates of food even though they had two fucking hands to get up and get their own fucking plate Mm -hmm. but that was basically kind of the concept and then like leading that into sexuality that's kind of how it was for me like that was basically saying like the woman is there to serve the man and then when you add the uh, the variable of religion to it you know sex is like frowned upon like if you have sex prior to marriage it's a sin kind of nitpicking my religion which i i am i don't agree with everything (laughs) it's also very male dominated and so like again the woman is kind of put like in the background she's more like seen as a nourisher a caretaker not necessarily at the forefront and so because like and so I think all that kind of like embedded the fact that like I'm there to serve the man and I'm there to please the man if that makes sense so then I think in a way that was kind of like internalized like also sexually even though I didn't I wasn't aware of it at the time because I also think for me like I said, sex wasn't allowed. You weren't allowed to have sex prior to marriage because it was seen as a sin. So was masturbation. You weren't allowed to, (laughs) if you masturbated, it was also considered a sin. Watching porn was considered a sin. Watching erotic (laughs) or reading erotic fiction was considered a sin. So I actually, this is a very, very honest podcast. I actually started masturbating when I was 12 years old, it's when I actually kind of became like started to understand that. And then that was my little segue into explaining my sexuality and what it is that I'm attracted to or what it is that I like. Like I grew up in a conservative state where we don't teach sex ed. So again, you're kind of being sexually repressed and you're also being told like, just don't have sex even though you're not really told what that is and you're not even told like to express yourself or see yourself like growing up I just didn't really get to explore myself as a woman get to really understand my sexuality as a woman or what it is that I'm attracted to what it is that I that I find sexually pleasing and also most of my most of the knowledge I had regarding sex in any concept was through watching porn or reading fan fiction or um, going on Google and searching up different things because I wasn't getting, I wasn't being taught about sex and I wasn't being taught not only about having sex with somebody else, but I wasn't being taught about my own sexual pleasure and what my sexuality, sexuality means to me as a female, because again, I'm saying like all these concepts, like growing up in a conservative household, having strict Mexican parents at the time, they're a lot more, mm, they're a lot more understanding now that I'm older, but back then it's just, it was such a, it was such a topic we did not discuss. Like sexuality is just a topic we did not discuss at the dinner table, wasn't a topic we discussed at all. So I, and I think that's what made me, and that's not to say like, I became obsessed with the concept of sex. I, I was not. I just think that it made me more curious about it. And it made me more, and I guess I did grew up a little bit sexually frustrated because I wasn't able to express myself sexually. Uh, so in terms of expressing my sexuality, 
growing up, I can say that it was kind of relaxed. Really? You know, and yeah, like from what you have went through, it's a lot. Like I couldn't imagine. That's where me and you very differ because how could I say this? I always kind of knew that I liked girls mm. even before my first sexual experience with them. And I always knew it was kind of weird. Like I had very two personalities. I would basically be like very boyish, very tomboy. Mm. I would always throw my hair up in a ponytail. I would wear I would still wear, even though I do now, like I'd be always in a music band shirt, shorts, sneakers. And like everybody knew me as that tomboyish person from elementary to now, basically. Mm. So that's where I kind of started getting the idea of like, I wasn't like other girls, you know? Mm. You know how you brought up like men serve the women, or I'm sorry, <laughs> where women serve the men, women serve the men. Yeah. I kind of view similarly, sim, sim, I can't talk, I'm sorry. Simil- similarly? Yeah, there you go. As that, you know, where a girl would always have to be going on dates with a guy or marrying a guy or getting themselves ready in any sort of way for a guy, a male. Yeah. So I had the free will because I wasn't watched after a lot, I guess. Like my mom was a very busy woman. Her whole life was working. So there was nobody really there to... like you teach me or tell me what what x y and z was regarding (laughs) we're kind of on the same page there where we had to do our research and it's it kind of sucked but yeah because we were kids and we didn't know (laughs) (laughs) right right so I got to express my boyish side a little bit more than others. And it was really fun. I enjoyed it really. Like mm. I'd be looking fresh and all that. I knew I looked good. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as I pulled my first girl, boom, I knew I could pull both genders. And like that really excited me from there. Like, you know, when you're looking fresh and all like, you gain attention and I was gaining female attention and I liked that and I was like ooh <laughs> what's this <laughs> ooh this is spicy <laughs> yeah like I'm not used to this I like it <laughs> and because I was like more tomboyish I was really appreciating those girls that were giving me attention I was uh, more appreciating what I really wasn't which is like girly like really really girly yeah and from my appreciation it grew from there I was wow females are so beautiful like they're honestly just wow you know from their lips to their hips to their hair to their face like damn (laughs) 
beautiful beings. Yeah, exactly. I was appreciating a beautiful human. So that's where it started. I, I appreciated them. And from there, like, you know, you get a little tingly feeling every time <laughs> that tingly feeling be starting up. And everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> I knew I liked girls. Yeah. Okay. So that's when you kind of started coming to terms with your sexuality. Yeah. Like just from expressing myself, you know what I mean? Yeah. For me, <laughs> I think, you know, like we, as we said, I have a more conservative upbringing. I don't think I was actually able to really come to terms with my sexuality until I went to college because in college, I wasn't following the normal routine I would when I was in high school, which is, you know, I'd be in school from eight to three and then after school programs, probably like two hours. And then I go home, do homework, and then I do my chores. And then that's pretty much where I was. My life was literally at my house and, um, and at school. So I didn't really get, you know, there wasn't really free time to know myself in a different light in terms of sexuality. So in college, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't follow a specific schedule, like your courses are all over the place your extracurriculars are all over the place literally there's so much more independence when you're in college so I think not just maybe just not myself but I think that's why a lot of college kids start kind of experiencing with sex like once they have that kind of renowned freedom because they finally are able to express that part of themselves that they've been neglected to explore like for me growing up I actually was a little bit tomboyish but I also had a very feminine girly qualities like I would love I love wearing dresses but I love wearing converse or sh- like t- sneakers with my dresses cute and love- <laughs> yeah and I love getting like I, lo- I love getting ready and putting on makeup and everything but I also love wearing sweats w- if I'm wearing a good you know <laughs> but yeah. I mean like I think there's different ways to express yourself whether you're straight whether you're bisexual, whether you're asexual, pansexual, I think there's just different ways to express yourself, but that's just you expressing different layers of your sexuality. Cause I don't think sexuality is singular. Like I said, I think it's very fluid. So yeah, I think in college was when I actually started to explore my sexuality and come to terms with it and, you know, come to terms with the fact that I do identify as a woman, but I also recognize that I have masculine qualities that I'm not ashamed of, but I also have very feminine qualities about me. And then in terms of who I'm attracted to, while yes, I'm very much attracted to men, I also, from time to time, will find myself being attracted to a woman. TikTok lately has made me realize I don't think I'm completely straight. But I don't think... (laughs) But I don't think I'm bisexual or asexual or pansexual or any of the other sexuals. I don't think so. And, you know, that's also completely okay. I, I'm just going to say I, I, I identify as straight, straight as a stick, but sticks can bend. So that's that's how I, I think that's how I view sexuality. I think coming, term, coming to terms with my sexuality really didn't happen until college. And, and I think it's going to happen for other people once they're also in college, which going back to the whole point of sexuality being such a taboo topic, I think it's very depressing. And it's sad that people aren't really getting to explore their sexuality until they're in their late teens, early twenties, or some people don't even explore their sexuality until their forties or fifties, which is, you know, also very sad because it's such a topic that society has told us not to discuss and not to be open about until recently. Like it's starting to become a topic that is becoming normalized in daily conversations. It's something that is actually starting to be expressed in like TV shows and even like morning talk shows and 
some podcasts, other podcasts have also discussed the topic, but it's still such a timid topic. Like people literally kind of walk on eggshells regarding sexuality because we don't want to, like, I get, I get it. Nobody wants to offend anybody in terms of sexuality, in terms of how they identify or who it is that they're attracted to. I get it. But at the same time, like not talking about it and kind of repressing the subject is making it harder for people to be comfortable talking about sexuality in terms of how they view themselves or who they're attracted to and just the topic in general right yeah that's a great example of that is Bruce Jenner you know he's old as fuck and like (laughs) he really just dead ass recently I'm not talking like couple days couple months blah 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 like recently as a couple years ago had transitioned into a woman and like that's that shit blew my fucking mind but I can totally understand like where you're coming from on this you know it's really really sad and that's where like I'm more grateful to have had my sexual experience during my teenage years the way I did Mm. rather than being repressed and all that because I wouldn't imagine at all coming from a conservative background as you did yeah and being bisexual because I don't think it would have been pretty <laughs> at <Ooh>. all <laughs> yeah I grew up in a conservative household but I also grew up in a Mexican household so I think that when you add the layer of a POC environment right which is people of color and who were most people of color are actually very conservative, are actually very restrictive in terms of how they view sexuality, in terms of how they raise their kids. Because a lot of Hawk families are also, also grow up very religious. So there's all these like Hawk kids, you know, growing up in restrictive households with conservative upbringings that are being told that they can't openly talk about a topic regarding sex. Building up from all of what we discussed, I just have one question like this. I'm going to just ask it. Have you ever been <laughs> asked about your sexuality from your either parents or siblings? <laughs> yes and no. I don't think I don't think this is a topic I will ever probably have with my mom just because she's very she's a very classy woman, very conservative, very you know I love her. Uh, <laughs> thanks I love her too I just don't think that uh, we're at that com- I'm not comfortable enough to discuss that topic with her but regarding with my dad we actually have discussed the topic and we both agree that they sh- both him and my mom should have probably been more open discussing the topic of sexuality in our household growing oh, up wow. maybe my parents weren't I don't think my dad was fully aware but he kind of was picking up on the fact that like I was probably like I was struggling with myself in terms of the way I viewed myself and the way I found myself to be sexually desirable. So I guess my dad saw that I was struggling with my self-esteem, but it, you know, what was really happening in the background was that I was struggling with seeing if I was actually sexually desirable (laughs) to the opposite sex. And I was, I wasn't even sure about my own sexuality and how I viewed myself sexually and you know because you should always view yourself sexually desirable like you should 
be very self-confident about the way that you are and the way you're expressing yourself. But if you have been restricted to do that, it messes with your mental health and it messes with, and it messes with your self-esteem. So it's just like, you know, it's like, it starts a domino effect and it starts affecting every aspect of your life. But I think now being in my twenties and having been able to build a good relationship with my dad, as opposed to when I was a teenager, we've come to, we've come to a, a comfortable level where we can, we can talk about sexuality and be open about it. And he's told me his sexcapades when he was younger and yeah. has given me advice on how to proceed with my sexual adventures mm-hmm. but it's still like a little different because you know he's still a dude and I'm still a girl like there's things that he won't completely understand and there's things I won't completely understand but I'm glad that we can have that discussion and be very open about it in regards mm-hmm. to my sisters we we are actually a lot more open about it I think like my sister's Cindy is a year younger than me. So she pretty much had the same upbringing as myself and she's pre-med. So she has, a, I think she has a little, a lot more better understanding um, in regards to sexuality and sex and all that, because she's actually exploring the human anatomy and all that. But Miriam, who's nine years younger than me, you know, she's barely a teenager in high school. She's barely kind of figuring out sexuality and what that means and how to express yourself. And I think she appreciates the fact that I'm willing to have an open conversation with her regarding that because I didn't have anybody to teach me or help me or answer the questions that I was curious about, you know, growing up versus she does. And I'm glad I can be that person for her because we've talked about her getting to sexually know herself. And (laughs) I've told her like, you know, if you want to masturbate, there is nothing wrong with that. Like you are, you should be able to explore yourself sexually to understand yourself and to understand what it is you want I'm not saying go have sex when you're when you're in high school but I'm saying like your teens are kind of when you start trying to figure yourself out and I think sexuality is a really big part of that so you should be very it should be something that is openly explored and is not like restricted so I'm over here telling her like yeah this is you know we'll talk about different (laughs) Uh, forms of sex (laughs) different different ways of being sexually pleased (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I've even like showed her like how to use a condom you know and if she ever does have sex with somebody like what what precautions she should take if y'all gonna be having sex be safe about it you know (laughs) but like what that is what that entails And then ultimately that, you know, it has to be something she's completely comfortable with doing that it's in her terms and that she's not being forced to do something she doesn't want to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and that it's consent matters. Right. And that it's completely consensual on both ends, like not just one end, both ends. And also I think the fact that we've been so open about it with, uh, in regards to with me and my younger sister, um, I've also had these honest conversations with her friends who I also, I understand that, you know, they don't want to go to their parents to discuss a topic that they're curious in. Because as much as we don't want to admit it, I think definitely, I think in our teens is when we're most curious about sex and our sexuality and how to explore that. But, you know, talking to your parents about it, it just seems a little scary because they're your parents. And maybe like me, they probably also grew up in a conservative upbringing so they're not really sure how to bring up the topic because they feel like like they might get judged about it 
or they feel like you know according to our religious background you're gonna get you're gonna be punished for it in a way so I can understand why they probably won't go to their parents about it and why they feel more comfortable going to me about it and I'm like I said I'm glad I'm that person for them but again it just goes back to the fact I just feel bad that it's such a repressed topic and that it's something that teens and people in general are having a hard time discussing openly yeah you're so cute you're like sister of the year where were you when I was growing up bitch (laughs) (laughs) honestly like I had to do that shit all by myself (laughs) I I I had to teach myself I didn't have anybody to rely on like you I well my I was I never I got confident enough to because you know I was like fuck everybody I don't care I'm gonna do I know I knew from an early age I was gonna do whatever the fuck I want whenever the fuck I want I don't give a like I don't care you know that's the I know and love (laughs) you're cute (laughs) yeah I, I I never waited for my mom to ask me about my sexuality what I prefer boy or girl wise you know Mm. Uh, she's always been my mom's fucking wild to be honest like she talks the craziest shit ever if she's ever up here again I'll I'm gonna take you on a little lunch date you know and you'll see (laughs) Mm. she's a crazy woman so I I know like what she'd be talking about a lot of the time she's just she's it's kind of funny I don't really know her as like the person like she's she talks a lot of dirty shit but I never hear her being like sexual you know what I mean Mm. like she jokes about it a lot but I'm I I never really seen her like you know getting ready for a dick appointment or anything like that she makes fun of it (laughs) so I'm not too sure how to like explain it but she just she's that I already, she assumed I already knew a lot about so she didn't really care what she said around me hmm. that's where I'm like very comfortable and open about it too like you know she was she obviously she's talking about it she don't care you know <laughs> yeah so I let her know that I let her how can I say this I told her bait straight up old girls and she didn't say nothing about it she was just like oh okay you like what you like that's cool so and from there like I really yeah well I mean it would have been nice for her to ask about it like it was kind of sad where like uh, anyways I was just the type to just tell them straight up yeah I liked girls that was it nobody asked questions every time I saw a fine girl I'd be like damn you know like jokes too like about the booty about the breasticles and everything in between and everybody just (laughs) everybody just went along with this so I just kind of let it be known and no question and owned it why do you think as Pac as people of color or just as a as, as society in general, why do you think sexuality is such a taboo topic? For me, I think the reason why it's such a taboo topic, like why it's so hard to discuss it, I think I agree with you. It's because I think 
as a society, we've grown up believing what a normalized relationship should look like between which is, you know, a man and a woman. And we've also grown up with what it is to be a woman and what it is to be a man and what those qualifications are for each. And, and I think, and well, as a country, as a whole, we suck when it comes to sexual education. So our sexual education system is further suppressing people from exploring their sexuality and sexuality with others in whatever that way and whatever that looks like. And then that's why, you know, a lot of us are more exploring our sexuality when we're older and we because we've grown and we've done our research and we're more comfortable exploring that sexuality, you know, when, when we're in our 20s. But it's still something that we struggle with even in our 20s. It's something that we still struggle with discussing and open. Like it's uh, it's a very it's almost like you're revealing a part of your soul, you know, to to somebody when you're talking about sexuality because it's something that it's not normalized to discuss. And like you, I think like it goes back to the basic concept that you were saying, I think we're just scared. We're scared that we'll look vulnerable and we're scared because we are essentially revealing a part of our soul because sexuality is very much the essence of, is very much part of the essence of who you are as a person. So I think that's why maybe we're so scared to, discuss the topic because it's basically talking it's being vulnerable and it's discussing something that is a very much private part of ourselves that we've been told to hide you know and we haven't been encouraged to reveal that part of ourselves so Mm. I think what we should do like now I now that we are all becoming a lot more educated and we're we're becoming a more much more open-minded society I think we need to start normalizing talking about sexuality and practice not being judgmental when somebody is talking about their sexuality and what that means to them who they're sexually attracted to how they se- what their sexual orientation is I think we need to be less judgmental as a society because we have been a judgmental society throughout history like we have been a very judgmental society we need to progress we need to move forward as a less judgmental society, more open-minded and more encouraging of having people be their authentic selves when it comes to sexuality, normalize that, not tell people to hide that part of who they are because, you know, then we're not really understanding who that person is as a whole. So I think we need to start normalizing that, be more open about it. And I understand that it's, and then for people in general, such as myself, I understand it's probably a very scary thing to do, you know, to be brave and talk about sexuality as a whole, you know, and talk about the way you see it. I think if we can start practicing it and start doing it, it will become a less scary concept because it, it shouldn't, you should not be scared to be yourself in regards to your sexuality. Like you shouldn't be scared because society has told you to hide that part because maybe your parents or your upbringing or your family, whatever has told you to hide that part. Don't do that to yourself. Don't be another individual that's telling you to hide part of yourself. Be the person that you wish you had in the beginning. Be the person you wish you had in the beginning that would encourage you to be more open and honest about your sexuality and who you are as a person you're beautiful like 
everything that you just said, I, I, I 110% agree. I just feel like a lot of people need to put matters into their own hands. Like when it comes down to it, you're in control, dead ass. You mm-hmm. let people know what you like, you know what, you let people know what you want, period. Like there's no questions, you know? That's kind of yeah. how I took it. And it, it's been working out great for me, to be honest. But I just, I'm with you on, we need to encourage these people, these humans to be brave. You need to get what you want and that's for real. So just to wrap up this message again, we're just encouraging all our beautiful listeners to just be brave. Don't be afraid to be sexually open, explore that part of yourself because at the end of the day, it's part of who you are and that's a beautiful concept. That wraps up the episode for this week, guys. So thank you so much to everybody who tuned in this episode. I hope it resonated with you guys. Thank you so much to Bridget for joining me on this episode. Oh, you're most welcome. I appreciate (laughs) this opportunity. I appreciate you and your conchitas. Well, as always, please follow us on our Instagram page, selfconscious underscore podcast. And please also follow us on our Twitter account, which is the at conscious podcast. That's it for today. I will see you all next week. Have a good one, conchitas.